The Giants were unable to sweep the Arizona Diamondbacks and move within a half game of first place in the NL West, but it doesn't take away from the fact that they won two out of three again, winning a series against a really good team. The Giants have played exceptionally well through a difficult part of the schedule, and they have the best record in baseball since May 1st. But are the injuries going to catch up with them? It's a real possibility. You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspic, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube. Check us out there and hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. And coming up on today's show, we're going to take a step back as the Giants have an off day coming up today before heading to Toronto, where they start a series against the Blue Jays and then the Mets, and then they come home and then it's the All-Star break. So unbelievably, we're we're three games away from the midway point of the season, and the Giants are sitting at 44 wins. And so that means even if you lose two out of three to the Blue Jays and end up with 45 wins coming out of that series, they would be quote-unquote on pace for a 90-win season. And so what I just want to say is that they've they've just tackled this really difficult portion of the uh, schedule so far unbelievably well. They swept the Dodgers in Los Angeles. They weren't able to sweep the Padres. They they won the first three games of the series, though. And dramatic, this team has just shown an ability to come back time and time again. And then they lose that finale to the Padres 10 to nothing. And you might think, oh, their kind of momentum has been halted. But then they win the first two against Arizona and then again losing the finale. But yeah, so... They do, in fact, have the best record in the major league since May 1st. And I really, I think it actually goes a little bit further back than that. I didn't check, but I saw a note somewhere on Twitter, probably like since April 18th or something like that, they still have the best record. Some, I can't verify that, but since May 1st, the Giants are 33 and 18, which is the best record in the majors. And I believe May 1st is right after the Mexico City series against the Padres. And so, yeah, I mean, it's funny because imagine if the season, it's no different to have this stretch for the last two months than it is. Like, imagine if these two months, starting May 1st, had been the first two months of the year. People would be paying way more attention to the Giants versus they started out poorly in the month of April. And it just goes to show you, I mean, all the kind of stuff that I was talking about in April, how there was unsustainability in a lot of the numbers and I expected them to improve. And man, I mean, they were they were losing twice, more than twice as often as they won through uh, what was it? 19 games, six and 13, I think was their record to start the season. And so it's a long season and 
you're not as bad as you are at your worst and you're not as good as you are at your best. And so right now the Giants are kind of playing at their best, but as we'll discuss a little bit going forward, I think that the the injuries have a have the potential to kind of slow them down a little bit, especially we're seeing injuries in the bullpen and you know, Mitch Hanniger is going to miss a lot of time and then Mike Yastrzemski is going down. And so it starts to lead to some kind of holes and then not to mention even the starting rotation, but then needs become clear and we're just about a month away from the trade deadline. And so if there's a real need, then I think that, you know, as we saw in 2021, the Giants when they were in the race, clearly in 2021, they went out and they were aggressive at the deadline and they got Chris Bryant. And so I would expect kind of more of the same, assuming the Giants continue to play at a in a position where they're, I mean, right now they have some of the best playoff odds in the major leagues, according to fan graphs. And again, they don't get a lot of respect, uh, you know, power rankings, all that. But finally, I think people are starting to realize it really ticked me off. I'm not sure I even talked about this on the show, but when the Giants had their 10 game winning streak, the MLB.com website, like just refused to ever feature anything about the Giants having a 10 game winning streak. Whereas every single game that the Reds were playing while they had a nine, 10, 11, and then 12 game winning streak, it was they were all over it at MLB.com. So it's really crazy. It's like the farther away you are from New York, the less attention you get, even versus a team like the Reds. That's just a much smaller market. They have a worse record than the Giants. It's just the proximity to New York, I really believe, except if you're in LA or San Diego. (laughs) It's crazy. But anyway, I just wanted to mention, like, I mean, all the credit in the world to the Giants for tackling this difficult part of the schedule so far it's not it doesn't let up yet now playing the Blue Jays I mean that is a good team and we're going to preview that series later on as well but that's included in the difficult part but then you go play the Mets who are having a really disappointing year much like the Padres in that expectations were high and performance has not been great and so I'm counting that like Coming into this difficult portion of the schedule, I was kind of counting the Mets, and I'm still counting them because they're, they've got talent on that team. And then you come home and you play the Mariners, who are also a team that has talent, but is around 500, and then the Colorado Rockies to finish up the, uh, to finish up the quote unquote first half of the season going into the all-star break. It's pretty crazy to me that we're already there. But anyway, just to speak to the playoff odds that the Giants have given themselves by this hot stretch, they sit at 70.6% according to fan graphs, and that is the third highest mark in the National League. The Braves are at 99.8%, uh, just figuring to for sure make it, basically. And then after that, uh, you actually, excuse me, the Giants are fourth. The Dodgers are at 89.3% in second place, according to Fangraphs, of course. And the D-backs and the Giants are really close here. The D-backs at 73.8% and the Giants at 70.6% odds to make the postseason. And the projected kind of final record for the Giants is 88 wins. And the fact that the Padres are underperforming and are only 37 and 41 the Mets underperforming only 35 and 42 the, uh, that 
plays a major role in kind of putting the Giants in the position they're in. But at this point, I mean, I said in a recent podcast that, you know, I was asked about, does it matter if you win the division or not? And I said, it doesn't really matter. I I realized, I mean, I knew, but at the time, but I thought about it more and I was thinking, absolutely, it matters if you are able to be one of the top two division winners, because the top two division winners get a first round buy. They get to skip the best of three series that everybody, every other team has to play in. And you don't want to have to play a, a series where you might get eliminated if it can be avoided. And so the winning the division is absolutely what the Giants should be shooting for at this point. And they're only two and a half back. They're in second place. And it's a realistic goal. And Fangraphs lists the Giants' odds of winning the division at 21.1%. So better than a one in five shot. And so at this point, that's the goal is to win the division. But just to point out where they are in the wildcard standings, they have a three and a half game lead over uh, the teams that are on the outside looking in. It was four and a half going into yesterday, but they lost a game. Uh, They lost and then the teams behind them won. Giants are half a game behind the Marlins for the first wildcard spot, and they're half a game ahead of the Dodgers for the third wildcard spot. And so the way that works is that the second wildcard team plays the first wildcard team on the road. And so the Giants would be in Miami for a best of three as of uh, if the season ended right now. But anyway, credit to them. Despite not sweeping the series, they still have, you know, just like in Sandy against the Padres, they didn't sweep that series but it didn't matter. They were able to turn the page and get right after the D-backs and win that series as well. So coming up in just a minute, the injuries, though, is it going to derail the Giants? It really could, given how many there are and how it's kind of spread all across the different parts of the team, the starting starting pitching, bullpen, and the offense. So we'll get into all of that in just a minute. But before we do, this episode is brought to you by eBay Motors for a championship team. It's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts, that's a lot of parts, to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. All right, as promised, the injuries for the San Francisco Giants are piling up. And to me, it's it's probably the biggest concern I have. I think at full strength, as I've said kind of before the season and uh, certainly during the season, even when they were having some trouble early on in the season, I believed that the team that they had was good enough to be a team that makes the playoffs and is above 500 and all that. But when you start losing key players up and down your roster, it really challenges the depth that you have. And then you start having injuries beyond even the depth that you have. And it 
it's potentially something that really impacts your season. So anyway, thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Every day or tomorrow on the show, we're going to be doing a really fun mailbag edition of the show. I assume it's going to be really fun. We always get great questions. And with the Giants playing well, uh, the tone of the questions, you know, last year, <laughs> the mailbags were always a little rough. Just, you know, people wondering how to fix the team and all that. But now it's like, little more positive vibe so the everydayers will check that out tomorrow look out on twitter for the prompt so yes the injuries are piling up they lose luke jackson in this uh series against the d-backs he's out there on the mound and uh he throws a pitch and immediately he just signals to the dugout and it was very concerning for a guy coming off tommy john surgery but it turns out it was a low back strain which in that very same game lamont wade jr came out of the game uh, with what Gabe Kapler said was the same thing, a low back strain. They have had a lot of low back strains on this team. Ross Stripling was on the IL for a long time with the low back strain, and he was actually activated prior to Sunday's game uh, when Luke Jackson went on the injured list. And Gabe Kapler said that Jackson will likely be out for two to three weeks. So that puts him you know, past the all-star break, I believe. Uh, yeah, we're today's the 26th. Yeah, we're looking at at least the all star, you know, yeah, after the all star break for Luke Jackson. And it's not just Luke Jackson. I mean, we look at the bullpen. I mean, we could talk about all these different players, but you've already lost John Brebbia to this grade two lat strain, which was going to cause him to miss like eight weeks at. I think it was like six to eight weeks. So two months uh, of John Brebbia. And that was a recent-ish injury that was only about 10 days ago. And then Scott Alexander had this strained hamstring, which was bothering him for like 10 days. And then he finally pitched. And then immediately in his first outing since, you know, nursing this injury, he heard it covering first base. And so I don't know how long that's going to keep him out. But those are like three of your top bullpen arms, Scott Alexander, John Brebbia, and Luke Jackson, missing those guys for extended periods of time. Suddenly you look at the bullpen and it's actually kind of crazy in that you've got Duvall. I mean, this is what I'm talking about. It's it, Imagine, I don't even want to say it, but imagine if you lost Camilo Duvall. Thankfully, you've got like Taylor and Tyler Rogers who have been awesome. But what's crazy is if you look at the bullpen, it's like Duvall, Tyler Rogers, Taylor Rogers. And then Ryan Walker is kind of your next guy in terms of the hierarchy down there. It's basically Doval and the Rogers twins. And then a bunch of uh, long relievers. It's 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 crazy. Like if you look at the projected pen right now you, you uh, on roster resource, they've got Sean Mania, Jacob Junis, Tristan Beck, Keaton Wynn, and Ross Stripling. That is five like starting pitcher. Those are five guys who either in the majors or the minors, have been starters, and they're making up more than half of your bullpen. And then Ryan Walker, who's been good and in the opener role, has not quite been able to figure it out yet. He keeps kind of giving up a run. He's given up a home run a couple times. But it's basically Duvall and the Rogers twins for like high leverage situations. Thankfully, they've been great, all three of those guys. And so that's good. But you really miss Luke. You're going to miss Luke Jackson and John Brebbia and Scott Alexander. 
you're yeah. And then I say they have the five starter types in the bullpen, but if you look at the starting rotation, there's only three guys right now, Logan Webb, Anthony DiScofani, and Alex Wood. And Wood and DiScofani, frankly, I mean, DiScofani started out so well and then hasn't quite been the same at all ever since. His last start against the D-backs was pretty solid. He gave up, I think, a home run but and, you know, hits. But uh, overall, I'm trying to say, uh, it was a good outing for him. But Alex Wood has not been great. And so, you know, some of these guys in the pen have been more impressive and you start to think about maybe switching out Alex Wood. So they're missing right now. Alex Cobb is on the injured list, but thankfully he is expected to come back uh, when first eligible against the Mets in New York on this road trip. And so having Cobb back and hopefully just staying healthy the rest of the way is a huge deal. Uh, And then if we turn our attention to the hitters, they're missing Mike Yastrzemski had to go down again with the same hamstring issue that he injured in Mexico City. And Mike Yastrzemski, like, as I've said for years, he's not a star, but he's just you. And people take this for granted. I feel like you these guys are important, like. Who when when Mike Yastrzemski goes down, yes, they've got Luis Matos now and whoever else, but in the past, like, okay, we've seen like Elliot Ramos or Bryce Johnson. These guys just don't do what Mike Yastrzemski does. And you look at like the home runs, the walk-off splash hit he hit, the defense he provides, it gets taken for granted. And you start to see uh your depth get tested like Isan Diaz was activated and played a couple games in this Arizona series and just did absolutely nothing and obviously a small sample but if you start having to play we've seen David VR have to play first base a bunch not a bunch but if uh, several times when Wade was not able to go and Flores was on the IL too as he still is so you start to have like VR needing to play and Isan Diaz needing to play uh, Bryce Johnson needing to play and it take it takes a toll and then you're also talking about the bullpen being banged up and you're talking about your starting rotation being thin and it takes a toll but the good news is that Wilmer Flores I think is ready to go and that he is eligible to come off the injured list I believe uh, for this first game in Toronto and so that makes a big difference and then Yastrzemski was hopeful to avoid the injured list and so hopefully it's like a minimum thing for him but he's still not going to be eligible to come off the IL until July and so that would put him I don't know exactly like I think towards the end of this road trip but probably more likely when the homestand starts so he'll miss likely this whole road trip and that it takes a toll but you've got a guy like Blake Sable who can fill in and has done a good job certainly with the bat but I just feel a little uncomfortable with Sable out there defensively and left he just doesn't look he doesn't move great he just kind of like stutter steps towards the ball he's not the best looking defender when I'm just using the eye test on him but you know a quality at bat pretty much every time so at least you've got that and Sable has done just a really nice job I know he had a base running blunder in the finale against the D-backs but as Kapler said, he kind of deserves the benefit of the doubt, uh, and it's just a mistake. Mistakes happen, and 
you move on. So coming up in just a minute, uh, I mean, like I said, they've got some guys coming back, like Cobb and Flores and Yaz. If they can get those guys back in short order, then I think they'll be okay. But you just can't afford, like, imagine more injuries happening right now. And by the way, I, I didn't even mention, of course, Hanniger is also out until like late August or September with the fracture of his forearm and the subsequent surgery. So coming up in just a minute, we're going to preview this upcoming series in Toronto where the Giants are going to face old friends, Kevin Gosman and Brandon Belt. So we'll get into it in just a minute. But first. All right, as promised, we are going to preview the Giants going to Toronto. I, I think it's always for some reason, I just always kind of enjoy when the Giants go to Toronto. It didn't happen much previously. You had to wait, what, every three years you might go there so every like six years i guess because of the way the the schedule used to be but now with this new schedule which i love you're gonna see the blue jays every single year and it's gonna alternate so this year you're in toronto and next year the blue jays will come to san francisco and that's how it works with all the american league teams i think with the a's i'm not sure well if the a's move to vegas which seems now inevitable i'm i'm not no more like regional rivalry there so that they would probably just become a normal American League team in that case, which is sad and a whole story we could talk about at some point. But um, yeah, thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow, a mailbag edition of the show, and I assume it's going to be a lot of fun, probably a lot of trade questions, and we'll see. We'll find out. And you can ask your own question on Twitter. Just look out. I'll be tweeting out a prompt asking for questions and that'll be coming out later uh tonight so yes the giants are going to toronto and then new york so thankfully the travel's already over with they've had a difficult travel schedule it continues right after the all-star break they have like a four city road trip because there's the makeup from that detroit rain out is part of that first road trip coming out of the all-star break where they go to pittsburgh cincinnati and Washington, D.C. The good news is that those are teams. I know the Reds are red hot right now, but those are generally teams that the Giants should be able to beat. And then you tack on that Detroit series at the end. Those are all teams that are beatable. And then you play the A's. And so the schedule is kind of soft coming out of the All-Star break. So if you can just make it there. But right now they go to Toronto and then they go to New York. And like I was saying, my point is those cities are close to each other. And so they really have just, this is just one trip home. And then they get the rest of the all-star break. But in Toronto, you're going to be facing a good team, a team like the Giants are 44 and 34. And the Blue Jays are 43 and 36. And the Giants run differential is plus 45. And the Blue Jays run differential is plus 23. And so Blue Jays are coming off a series against the A's in which they kind of smoked them for the last couple games. But before that, they were really struggling, the Blue Jays were. And so hopefully, I mean, I think my point is that I think a lot of people would just like looking at the rosters would just say the Blue Jays are just the far superior team. But you know, the their actual results at this point don't really bear that out. The Blue Jays have scored 361 runs and they've played 
79 games. The Giants have only played 78, and they've got 386 runs to the Blue Jays' 361. And so you look at that lineup, Vlad, Guerrero Jr., Bo Bichette, and all that, I think 99 out of 100, or at least 95 out of 100 people baseball fans would just assume for sure that the Blue Jays have scored more runs, but they played an extra game and have scored like 25 fewer runs than the Giants. They've allowed 338 runs and the Giants have allowed 341. And so the Giants pitching has been worse and the Blue Jays hitting has been a little bit worse, but they're going to see the, I looked at like, when did Kevin Gosman last pitch? And it was several days ago. It was not like yesterday or the day before. It was like three or four games ago for them. And so uh, the the starting rotations are still TBD for all three games for both teams at this point. But unless he's hurt, which he's not, you're, you're going to face Kevin Gosman for the first time here, which I think is no small deal because, you know, he was a great giant and he's probably going to have some extra motivation given that he wanted to come back and they said he said they didn't even make him an offer and he's good and so that'll be an in, that'll be very interesting i i i think he might go in game 1 of the series and another old friend you're going to see is mr brandon belt who had just such a really s- slow start to the season for the blue jays but then got like red hot and so hot that they started chanting in the dugout MVP MVP for Belt when he would like come back in after doing something good. And he was injured, Brandon Belt, but he's back. And so you're going to face Brandon Belt, you're going to face Kevin Gosman. It's just a super compelling upcoming series. And if we just look at uh just to give you a preview, like wins above replacement for the Blue Jays position players versus the Giants. Blue Jays are at 13.8 for their position player group, just everyone excluding pitchers, and the Giants are at 13.5. So these teams have been pretty, and the Blue Jays, again, they've played an extra game. And so if you give the Giants one more game, they might they might put up 0.3 if they have a good game. Fangraphs wins above replacement. So these teams pretty evenly matched, but like I said, the Giants are missing a bunch of guys, and so that plays a role as well. And the Blue Jays pitching, they've got some vulnerabilities outside of Kevin Gosman, I would say. Like Alec Manoa was a Cy Young candidate last year, and he's been like sent to the minors this year. You've got, unfortunately, you're not going to face Yusei Kikuchi, who just pitched yesterday. Um, Chris Bassett, Jose Barrios. They're, I, th- I think Barrios is having a really nice rebound year. Anyway, you're just going to face some... It's a quality team. Yeah, Bassett's been a little bit below average, and Barrios has been uh, better than average and kind of back to his old self after a disastrous year last year. So it's a good team. Got uh, their bullpen overall. I don't know. I know they've got a good closer, but I don't know. I don't have it pulled up, the status of their bullpen overall. But it's a quality team. You know, it's certainly a playoff contender and potentially, you know, a championship caliber team. But you kind of have to view the Giants that way as well, given the way that, like I said, I mean, you don't really fluke your way to the best record in the major leagues over a two-month span and just the way they're playing right now. But will the injuries catch up to them? Luis Matos, by the way, hit his first major league home run. And so, you know, the youth stepping up, Patrick Bailey, Matos, Casey Schmidt kind of finding himself on the bench a lot, given his struggles at the plate, uh, a lot of chasing 
But, you know, getting some guys back like Flores, I think, is key. And then hopefully, you know, Lamont Wade Jr., that that one's crucial. If he can, I hope he's okay because having him start to deal with with injuries again is the last thing that the Giants need. But anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Every day or tomorrow on the show, you know what's coming. It's a mailbag edition, so look out on Twitter for the prompt. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. Check me out on Twitter at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out a lot. So thank you in advance, and thanks to everyone who's done so already. I can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. Thanks again for listening. You are now Locked on Giants.